0: Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Houston North. The Kadesh Family Church, Houston North is part of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Speak to me.
1: Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Amen. Amen. Father, in heaven, we give you thanks and praise. We're truly grateful to you for this Wednesday evening. We thank you, Father, for all that you've done. We owe everything to you. Lord, we are nothing without you. Where would we be if you had not been on our side? But we thank you that, Father, from the moment we woke up this morning, you've seen us along the way, you've watched over us, our going out and our coming in. You've protected us from many evils. You've delivered us in many ways that, Father, we don't know. And we thank you for the opportunity to come and sit at your feet to hear your word. Lord, speak to us, your holy and precious word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Father, we pray that you bless the giving, the seed that we've sown, and bless the giver. We thank you, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. You're all welcome to church tonight. And I believe God has a word for you. Amen. Now, today I want to continue with the art of following King Solomon. Amen. Because the next thing we want to look at is very powerful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Very powerful. We've seen a lot about Solomon already. All right. Jesus said not even Solomon clothed in all his splendor can be compared to the lilies of the field, which means he was clothed in splendor. He was doing well. He was the king of Israel, all right? And Jesus also said, um, what did Jesus also say about Solomon, the queen of Sheba? He said that she's going to rise up in judgment against all those who refuse to travel, to hear the word of God. He said, "Now, someone greater than Solomon is here. So Solomon was great. He was a great person. Jesus himself acknowledged that. So there's a lot we can learn from him. Amen. I recently heard Bishop Ogo, Reverend Ogo, who gave us a message to listen to. He said, for a lot of people who are naturally phlegmatic and are finding it difficult to move forward, your shortcut is to copy. <laughs> find what you need to copy and copy so you can move forward quickly. Or don't try and think things out for yourself. Just f- find what has been done and that has been successfully done and copied. Amen. So we look at four things. Number five, the art of following Solomon is the art of being spiritual and using your mind. Amen. Amen. Being spiritual and using your mind. You know, for Christians, I think sometimes we, including myself, become a little confused when we talk about being spiritual. Being spiritual, because spiritual has to do with the spirit, isn't it? Things that have to do with the spirit. So we say you are a spiritual person. So there are things that we have a tendency of equating to being spiritual, you know, and which are spiritual. But those are not the only things that are spiritual. What am I saying? You know, a lot of times we say, hey, this is a very spiritual brother. Brother spirit. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the spirit." You know, and we have the picture of someone with a halo on top of his head, and who has the eyes closed, and he's praying, and he's shut off on the world. You know, but my question is, is that what being spiritual means, all right? First, Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23, it says that God may sanctify as holy, not holy as in H-O-L-L-Y, but holy as in W-H-O-L-L-Y. All right, so, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. To sanctify, whatever that means, it sounds like a good word. There's something God wants to do to us. He says, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. So God wants to sanctify us wholly, which is our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So it's not just our spirits that God is interested in. God is also interested in our souls. That means our personalities, our emotions, our wills, that's your soul, your body, because you can't really separate one from the other. You can't distill and say, I want to put the spirit here and the soul here and the body here. For some reason, God decided that we should not be floating spirits. Just moving around, God decided that we should be in a body, you see. So the Bible describes our bodies as a tent, like a temporal dwelling place. But you also find that once the spirit or whatever leaves the body or at the point where we die, our body cannot exist on its own any longer. That's why in the book of James, the Bible says, just as the body without the spirit is dead, so what? Faith without works is dead. So the body needs the spirit. The body needs the soul. The spirit needs the body. Everything needs each other. Amen. So when we say, Solomon was spiritual. It didn't just mean that it was just his, the spiritual part of him, but every part of him was important. Amen. Amen. For example, when you look at uh, let, let's I mean what what how can we describe um, the wisdom that God gave to Solomon, all right? Find this quickly. Uh, first King's chapter four verse. 29, let me change to the NIV, it says, God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Israelite, wiser than Haman, Kalkol, and Darda, <laughs> the sons of Mahal, and his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the saw that grew, or well, that grows out of the walls. So he was a botanist, a scientist, all right? He also spoke about animals and birds. He was a zoologist, isn't it? Reptiles and fish. From all nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom, sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. Amen. So, so I was thinking about why is wisdom important? What, what's one of the reasons why? Wisdom is important, and I believe the reason why, or one of the reasons why wisdom is important is because on this earth, God doesn't want us to be magicians. (laughs) God does not want us to be magicians. Jesus, do you know Jesus could have been a magician? He could have very easily have been a magician. Right from the time he was tempted, isn't it? The Bible says he had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, and then he was hungry. I don't know why, the the Bible mentions the fact that he was hungry at the end of that very long fast. And that's when the devil decided to show up and tempted him and said, turn these stones into bread. Now, here's the thing. Even without the devil showing up, Jesus could easily have decided to do that, isn't it? Do you think he had the ability to do it? Did he have the power to do it? After all, he made all things. The Bible says that without him was not anything made that has been made. So Jesus easily could have changed the stones into bread. Can you imagine you finish a fast, and then you can just command a burger to appear beside you, Emmanuel? Eh? Or a pizza after every fast, (laughs) because you have the power to do so. So what I'm saying is Jesus could have been doing a lot of magical things. But I think at the same time, he realized that he was a man here on earth, so living on earth was not just about doing ma- magical things or being a magician. You also have to apply wisdom, you see. So throughout his ministry, Jesus had to be wise about the things he was doing. If he wanted to move from one place to the other, Jesus could have decided, I'm going to teleport myself. You know what it means to teleport? It means you are here one moment, the next moment you are, it's like when you're watching Nigerian movies, you see. <laughs> or Ghanaian movies. <laughs> Somebody is here, then he just... He just evaporates into thin air. The next thing you know, he's at the back. Jesus could have been doing that, you know. But Jesus also needed to apply wisdom. You know, once the Bible says he was preaching and, or he was going around and they wanted to push him, isn't it? Down the cliff to kill him, and he had to find his way. He had to disappear. Sometimes Jesus would perform miracles, and he'd tell the people he has healed, "Hey, guess what? Keep this on the quiet. Don't go about telling everybody." because you're going to put my uh, ministry in jeopardy. So let's keep quiet. Let's keep it on the low side for now. Jesus had to apply wisdom as he went along, isn't it? Even at the very end, when um, Judas had betrayed him, and the Bible says that soldiers came along to capture him, and his disciples pulled out a sword you know, to defend him, he said they should put it back. And he said, don't you think that if I needed to, I couldn't call to God my Father, and he would put at my disposal 12 legions of angels. Jesus said that's what he could do. I mean, and I would, but he said, if I did that, then how would the word of God be fulfilled? You know, that the Son of Man would have to be crucified for the salvation of mankind. Amen. So, the reason why, one big reason why we have wisdom is because we are not magicians here on earth, (laughs) God expects us to apply the wisdom that he has given to us. So it's interesting that um, Solomon, after the prayer and and him asking God to make him wise, the next thing that happened was he had a big problem to solve. You remember? The two harlots who came because they live with each other. They work together. They sleep together. I mean, when I say sleep together, they sleep in the same place. And they both had children. And the Bible says at night, one of them... Child died, and then seeing that she took the other person's child, isn't it, and exchanged the the baby's alive for the dead. So the case couldn't be resolved. They had to appear before King Solomon, and King Solomon had to use wisdom. Because how in the world? Because the lady said, I woke up and my child was dead. But then she said, I took a second look and said, no, this is not my child. And she looked at the other baby and said, this is rather my baby. And the lady said, no, this is my baby. They're going back and forth. So they needed a resolution. No, your son is dead. Mine is alive. The king said, this one says my son is alive and your son is dead. While that one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. So what's the next verse? Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. So his wisdom, he's putting his wisdom. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two. Give one half to one and half to the other, all right? The woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, so Solomon already knew this in advance. He knew that this would bring out the true mother. I don't think it was his intention to have a child chopped into. Do you think so? But he was a very wise man. I don't know whether on the spot I could have come to this quick decision (laughs) to pull this one off so well, but it was the wisdom of God, amen, amen. Please, my Lord, give her. So uh, the woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, Please, my Lord, give her the the living baby. Give my living baby to the lady whose baby died. Don't kill him. But the other said, (laughs) Neither I nor you shall have him cut him in two. (laughs) This is like a Ghanaian movie. (laughs) You can cut the baby in two. Then, no, eh, it's it's my baby, but you cut him in two. Then at at, at the end of the day, nobody's going to have, um, the king gave his, this ruling, give the living baby to the first woman, do not kill him, she is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice, amen. So the art of following Solomon is the art of being spiritual and also using your mind. Amen. Amen. So God expects you to use your mind. Becoming a Christian and therefore becoming what we will say spiritual doesn't mean that now you don't have to use your mind anymore. God, who you probably see as the most spiritual being, the Bible says um, God is a spirit, isn't it? They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Sometimes we think being spiritual means you've stopped to think. You don't have to be calculating anymore. But I want to tell you that we serve a God who, has, who is very calculating. He has had to calculate a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> In creating this universe, God has had to calculate a lot of things. What's that? Billion chemical reactions, reactions. happening where? Are you a biochemist? Do biochemistry, science (laughs) student. I mean, it's interesting that the earth is what? 93 million miles from the sun. 93 million miles from the sun. What's our source of heat and warmth, the earth? The sun. And do you know that if you were to move the earth just about, I don't know whether an inch closer on the scale of the distance from the sun, it would be too hot to live on Earth. Because even the Earth where it is positioned now, do you know that it can become too hot in some places? And do you know that some people die out of what? <laughs> What's that? Houston. Houston. <laughs> Houston in September. <laughs> Houston in September. You know people die from heat. And people also die from cold. Mm-hmm. Yep. On this planet, if you were to move this planet just a tiny bit closer, when I want say a tiny bit closer... Would all just burn to death. Likewise, if you were to move this earth just a tiny bit away, we'd just freeze to death. In in fact, on the news one day in Colorado, there's a man who went for a walk in the evening and he didn't come back home. So they went looking for him. Do you know what happened? On his walk, he had frozen to death. I don't know whether he had slipped, fallen, wasn't able to get up, but they found him dead on, on his walk. It was so cold. That he froze to death. Yes, on this thing, God had to calculate such that human life could thrive here. Amen. God had to calculate, had to calculate the value of the acceleration due to gravity. Do you know what that is? 9.8 meters per second squared. <laughs> That's the reason why when you walk, you don't bounce into the air. All right? Because the gravity on the moon is like one the value. That's why they'd be bouncing. All right? Gravity is like a magnet. Even though you are, even though you are not magnetic, the earth sounds, serves as a huge magnet and just keeps us on the ground. That's why everything that goes up will come down. You understand? I'm breaking it down. It down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a version for the accidents next week, okay? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so I'm saying... The God you serve has had to use his thinking abilities. He's had to think many things through. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. The Bible says let all things be done in an orderly... God is very orderly about what he's doing. He's thinking about many things to get them to work very well. Amen. So God expects us to use our brains, all right? Do you know that the main difference between human beings... And animals is the size of our brain, or not even so much the size of our brain, but the proportion of the size of the cerebral cortex. You understand that? That's where our highest cognitive abilities live. You understand that? (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's what distinguishes human beings from animals, all right? Because with our minds, we can think, we can reason, and we can rule, all right? Yeah. So a person who doesn't use his mind is no different from the person who does not have a mind. If you have a mind, then God wants you to use it. Amen. Yes. All right? So when you, become a, when you become born again, it doesn't mean that you should not be using your mind anymore. We think that now we should just be relying on the power of God to get things done. But we don't realize that the power of God is manifested in the abilities that he has given us which includes our ability to think and to reason. Amen. Amen. You should not stop. So, um, you know, when I was in secondary school many years back, the unfortunate thing sometimes you'd find with some spiritual people is that they wouldn't do so well in school (laughs) because they were so spiritual. They had to be spending their time praying and fasting and seeking the face of the Lord. Those are all good. And those are important, you know, but that's not the only thing you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to strike a very good balance. You need to ask God so that you can strike a very good balance between your interpretation of what it means to be spiritual and not spiritual. Right. Sometimes we think that, because if, if, if I see you praying, I'm more likely to say you're a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Then maybe if I see you even... Um, watching a yellow <laughs> <laughs> But some of you don't realize that you can just be thinking, and your thinking can be a very spiritual activity. Your thinking can be a very spiritual activity. Let me show you something in Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 is the story of Peter and Cornelius, and uh, Jesus, so God was about to use the disciples to reach out to the Gentiles, that means the non-Jews, but they didn't understand that. In the beginning, they thought that Christianity was just for the Jewish people. You know, that's why God lowered the blanket and he said, Kill anything. He said, I've never eaten anything that is um, what? Okay. What? Unclean. Okay. All right? Because God is just opening the door to the Gentiles, all right? Where is this verse? Acts chapter 10, verse 19. Um, NIV. Or verse eighteen, or verse (laughs) seventeen. So while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, he the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. Verse eighteen. They called out, asking if Simon was, who was known as Peter, was staying there. All right. While Peter was still what, still praying. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, the Spirit said to him, the Holy Spirit can say things to you when you are just thinking, <laughs> because your mind is not a non-spiritual faculty. It's a very spiritual faculty. God sanctified you, holy body, soul, and spirit. So you can be doing things you consider non-spiritual, but you are in the Spirit, because even when you are doing your spiritual things, God doesn't speak to you. <laughs> When you are doing your spiritual thing, but it says Peter was thinking about the vision. He was thinking, and the spirit spoke to him and said, Simon, three men are looking for you. Amen. So sometimes when you don't use your mind, you're actually insulting God. It's an insult to God. How many of you who are spiritual, you need to cross the streets, and they get to 1960? And because you are a son of God, and as many as are led by the Spirit of God, so to you, so God speaks, you're not taking a step. You see, so you get the traffic light, you close your eyes. Say, Father, speak, thy servant heareth. <laughs> say, God, when you say I should take a step, I'll take a step. Especially in Houston. When I listened to the news here, and I was told that Houston has, I think, the highest rate of pedestrian... Um, Car deaths in the country. Did you know that? Do you know what that means? Like, if you, if you are someone who walks by the streets, <laughs> I'm not saying don't go for a walk. <laughs> Only go for a walk when there's a sidewalk. So the other day, I t- asked my wife, I wanted to go for a walk. I wanted to go to the pharmacy store, which was at the next, it was about a mile or so walk. But I got to a point, there was no sidewalk, because so I'm turning back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, don't joke with it. Don't walk by the street like a car will see you and then, don't, don't take that, when I heard that statistic, I said, okay, <laughs> if there's no sidewalk, I'm not taking any walk, all right? Yeah, so I'm saying, how many of you, if you needed to cross the street, you close your eyes and you rely on God, you rely on God, say, Spirit of the Lord, tell me when to move and I'll move, ba yaba. oh, God has spoken, it's time to cross the streets, what will happen to you? <laughs> I don't know what will happen to you. <laughs> you add it, to, add it to statistics, all right? Yes. Yeah, so use your mind. That's why human beings can catch animals that are much, much bigger than us, isn't it? Because of our ability to think, all right? Like an elephant. Do you think if you wanted to catch an elephant, you can catch an elephant? If you wanted to catch a lion, can you catch a lion? Can you set up a trap for a lion and catch it? Can you catch a snake? You wanted to catch, um, catch a snake. Even though a snake is so dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. So it can bite you, can kill you, but you can find a way of capturing this animal. Amen. Yeah. All right. So God wants us to use our inte- intellectual capabilities. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, it has also been shown that humans of all ethnic groups, All right, have equally sized brains. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) So it has been found that um, the brain of the Nigerian is the same as the brain, the same size as the brain of the Ghanaian. (laughs) Or the same as the brain of what? The German, or the French, or the American, or the Norwegian. Which means we all have. Equal ability. We have equal thinking ability. Amen. That's why you can have a white person who's a heart surgeon. You can also have a black person who's a heart surgeon. All right? We are, you are not limited in any way. In actual fact, the first... Do you know in which country the first heart transplant was done? South Africa. Yes. South Af- Africa actually conducted the first heart transplant. Transplant, Amen. You can have a white pilot and you can also have a black pilot, isn't it? Yeah. When you are sitting in a plane, do you want to know the color of the pilots? No. You don't need to know. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they've had the same. What's that? Just take us. There. Just take us. There. You don't care who's there. <laughs> but I mean, and one day I was very delighted when I was getting down from the plane, and one of the pilots was a lady. I, mean, I, I just had a good feeling that the lady pilot was the one who had taken us wherever we we're going. I'm uh, just used to seeing men pilots. All right? Because the size of the brain is the same. <laughs> All right? So what I am saying is, Solomon was a spiritual king, but he also used his mind because God had made him truly wise. Amen. So we shouldn't become too emotional and too spiritual. All right, so people who use their minds more dominate those who do not use their minds as much. That's why you find that people who are educated are often above those who are not educated. That's why a good number of times you will find, not all the time, a lot good number of times you find that people who are educated don't have to wear uniforms as much uniforms just identify sometimes the role that you play. But what I'm saying is a lot of times people who are more educated have more of a say in many more things, isn't it? And then they are the ones who can tell other people, this is what I want you to do, this is what I do not want you to do. And then they are paid so much more for what they do, all right? How much you are paid a lot of times is determined by how easy it is or it is not to replace you in your position. You get me? If it's very easy to replace you, you won't be paid that much. A lot of people get minimum wage. It's because they can be replaced easily. So you start complaining, (laughs) and you say this, why this, why that? They'll just look at you and smile. (laughs) The next time you come, there's somebody else there, all right? But if you cannot do the work of... That's why doctors, I would say, get a lot of money, isn't it? Can you operate on somebody's brain? Can you cut someone's head open? Can you cut someone's head open? (laughs) Yeah, because very few people can do something that special. That's why you have to pay that person a lot of money, isn't it? I remember reading about Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, before he became in um a government person he was a very very world, renowned, world world renowned what neurosurgeon there was once a young girl who was having many um, seizures huh eh? and then dr carson had to find which part of the brain the girl's brain was responsible for these seizures she had been, when you say a lot of seizures like many seizures back to back Over and over, within a day, and they took her and he said, this is the part of the brain, I'm going to cut it out. (laughs) Then he operated on the girl. And of course everybody's wondering, hey, what's going to happen? Because this is a very delicate and sensitive and, you know, but the girl, I'm told after, I read after the um, operation, the first thing she said, she saw her mother and said, mommy, and they knew everything was okay. He yeah, has successfully cut away the part of the brain that was. So you can only cut meat. <laughs> so you yeah, just grow masters. That's all you do. <laughs> you cannot cut someone's brain. <laughs> yeah, that's why you will not get as much. Amen. All right. So the next point the art of following Solomon is the art of seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. All right, Solomon asked for wisdom. He was planning to use his mind. Amen. The Bible says, we saw this, Proverbs 4, verse 7, that wisdom is the principal thing. Amen. Isn't it interesting? So I like to say that perhaps, perhaps it's not everything, and don't, don't misunderstand or don't misquote me, but perhaps it's not everything we have to be praying about, in a certain sense. In a certain sense, it's probably God is because probably God wants to tell you that the the solution. You see, what we call them our senses. You know, we, how many senses do we have? And there's a reason why we have our senses, like your ability to see, because God gives you your ability to see so that you can. Take what you are seeing. That's why Jesus said, let those who have have ears hear. I mean, those who, because he says seeing, not seeing, and hearing, not hearing. So you can see, but you're not seeing. (laughs) The reason why you have, your your organs of perception. Your eyes to see, your ears to, I mean, otherwise, we'll be praying to God every day. God, I can't, uh, what's ahead of me? So instead of you having to ask God what's ahead of you, God has rather given you eyes so that you can see what's ahead of you. And that's taking care of you're not having to ask for that thing. You understand? So I believe in many other ways, God has given us wisdom. All right? Wisdom. All right? So just as the Bible says, ask, seek, and knock, I think the same thing applies to wisdom as well. That if you go seeking after wisdom, you will find many things. You find many things. Wisdom is a principal thing. Principle means number one. In whatever way it means number one, (laughs) it is number one. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, wisdom is principal. Therefore, get it. With all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. All right? So we pray for promotion, and we should pray for promotion. But the Bible is also telling us something else that brings promotion into our life. And that is wisdom. So you're at your workplace, you're wondering why you're not being promoted. Probably the people who are being promoted have a little more wisdom than you do. Maybe they have decided to take a few more courses. They know a little more. They're capable of doing some more than you. So yes, prayer can bring you promotion, but then wisdom can also. Amen. She shall bring thee to honor whom, when thou dost embrace her. Amen. So I know you, don't you get surprised when you hear how much um, CEOs earn. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. None of y'all. You you're talk, talking about how much your CEO earns. How much? 30 million. 30 million. <laughs> Can I divide that by your salary? <laughs> 30 million. For what reason? Prince, is it fair? <laughs> Why should one person get 30 million? Maybe it's wisdom that's promoted the person. I don't know. Maybe it's wisdom that has brought honor to that person. Amen. All right? So people have used the mind that God gave them, and they're ruling those who haven't used the gift of their minds. Amen. Amen. That's why you have some countries that are doing so much more because they have also used their minds to develop things, to build things, to invent things, isn't it? Airplanes, cars. Ships, isn't it amazing? Yeah. yeah. There are some countries that make these things, and there are other countries that just buy them and use them and are happy to do so. All right? Yeah. That's why some countries like America dominate in so many ways, isn't it? So many. So many. Yeah. Even, though, even if something is made somewhere else, they thought about it and they invented it here. All right? They thought about it and they invented it here. That's why even their currency has almost, I think, become the world currency, isn't it? But someone might not know the currency of your country. You might not even know the value of the currency of your country. It's only when you are changing money (laughs) that you find out that you're getting a little more. All right? Because it's sliding. It's sliding in value. Amen. All right. All right, (laughs) so we shouldn't just be emotional and superstitious people, all right? Sometimes, I I found out that it's, sometimes we think it's only in Africa that we are, or people are so superstitious. I I used to live, when I used to live uh, where Reverend Oko and Antisuma lived, on the college campus. They lived on the old site. I lived on the new site. (laughs) 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 I used to live by the university farm. And by the university farm was a small village. I think it was called Akotachre, or Kwapro, or Apiosika, one of them. (laughs) But what I remember is we we used to have some friends from the village, all right? And then they had a lake. And in the lake was fish. Lapia, I believe. And they used to fish in this lake. But you know the interesting thing about fishing in this lake? They did it only once a year. Why? They said the lake was a god. And the god only allowed them to fish once a year. So the whole year they'll go hungry. (laughs) Yeah, they'll go, and the fish will grow big. So I remember once our friends came to call us. They had these special nets. It's like a, an open basket. And I remember <laughs> it was an interesting sight. So the whole village, they are going to surround the lake. And they're waiting for, I don't know, the chief priest <laughs> to give the command. He said, one <laughs> You see everybody with their basket running at top speed. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the water became so muddy with hundreds of people looking for fish. <laughs> I don't know how old I was. I also went looking for fish. <laughs> so you just jam the basket into the water and you put your hand in and take the fish out. And that's the one day you get to fish. <laughs> what a shock. So sometimes, and then, I, I, then we got to find out that, I mean, when I, I mean, then you also find out that in countries like Japan, they also have gods. Like millions of gods. But you wonder why their gods don't tell them to stop fishing. <laughs> you wonder why some gods are more developed than other gods. <laughs> you wonder why some gods are backward. <laughs> Educated. Some gods are using their minds. <laughs> Graduate gods and non-graduate gods. <laughs> hmm? when you can develop that lagoon, maybe it has a lot of tourism potential, it can bring, because the same, so many, when you go to Colorado, there's a, one of the, uh, Colorado Springs, one of the biggest um, tourist attractions, is just a garden, it's called Garden of the Gods. Do you know what it is? It's just rocks. <laughs> it's just interesting uh, rock formations, and it's become I mean, people come from all over, I guess, the world to come and see it. Garden of the gods. Next time we go, I'll show you. i see you there. (laughs) But I know some other country. They also have a lot of rocks. But it's never occurred to them, let's make this into a garden of the gods or garden of the rocks and let visitors come. And let them visit, just let them see the rocks. Just rocks, oh. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Very, very wrong, yeah. We'll We'll be saying, what time do I have for rocks? Have more important things to do, all right? <laughs> yeah, so we should use, because our minds is a gift from God, isn't it? Yeah? God has given us this wonderful gift, as well as our emotions and our souls. Amen. I mean, our minds are actually more complicated than a computer. A computer, it's, it's amazing. Even the storage capacity, our minds. You know, I don't know whether you can measure it in terabytes or petabytes or whatever. No, you can remember things from twenty, thirty, forty years ago, isn't it? I mean, in 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 you no know, cloud backup, everything is right here. We we can't upload and download it, but it's there. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Alright, it's a supernatural thing that God has given us, which He wants us to use it for. The Bible says that the wise man sees the evil ahead. So God also wants us to be thinking in as much as He promises to help us when we call on Him. God also wants us to consider many things for the future. Alright? God wants us to consider many things for the future. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 16: Wisdom is better than than strength, all right, wisdom is better than strength, all right, (laughs) so you wonder why also in some countries you have, I'll talk about superstition, you wonder why in some countries they have soccer, football teams, (laughs) and they think that their God is going to help them with the outcome of the game, isn't it? They'll call the chief priest, whoever he is, come and stand at the goalposts, Mm -hmm. prayers, incantations, and they'll put something in the goalpost, a little bag. But you wonder why they've never gone to the World Cup finals before. (laughs) (laughs) Where are the gods when they are needed? When they are most needed, eh? But other countries that have no gods, They're, they're the ones who are always making it, all right? Wisdom is better than strength. Amen. You know, culture is a good thing, just that you should make sure it does not hold you back. Hallelujah. Are you blessed today? So God is saying, let's be like Solomon. He was a spiritual person, but God had given him a breath of wisdom and understanding so that he ruled his people with justice. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Stand to your feet and just talk to God. And say, Father, I realize that many of the things that you want to bring to me, you're going to bring to me in this gift, this wonderful gift you've given me. I pray that, Lord, you make me truly wise. The Bible says that even if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives graciously and generously to all without finding faults lord i pray that i will embrace her i pray that lord in the name of jesus i'll not let go of her i pray that lord wisdom will be that important to me i pray oh god and i ask that i will exalt her lord in the name of jesus make us truly wise lord make us truly wise lord this is our prayer to you in the name of jesus father we pray pray to god that you will apply your heart to wisdom pray that pray to god that you seek after wisdom you will go after it you go looking 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 for wisdom in the name of jesus Yes Lord this is our prayer to the name of Jesus Sori ama katara bayaba Gramo yebekoto yaba kande In the name of Jesus Sori ama katara In the name of Jesus Saraba yaba kanda rabayaba Ki ende yaba katara bayaba Ki andara bayaba Gramo yaba kanda rabayaba kanda In the name of Jesus Lord, I look to you I won't be overwhelmed Give me wisdom To see things like you do Lord, I look to you
0: just what you do. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lord, Lord. I love to you. I won't be
0: things like, like you, you do, what I, I look to you, your word my help has won, mm-hmm. give me wisdom, to you know just know what, what
1: to do, I will love you. to pray that we will be seekers of wisdom. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 says, Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square on top of the wall. She cries out at the city gate. She makes her speech. So these books are crying out to us. How long will you, who are simple, love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call, and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. (laughs) They'll look for me. So God is saying, wow, you rejected wisdom, but you are trying to pray. But I'm not going to answer your prayer because you rejected the wisdom. They'll look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spend my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. (laughs) But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without or harm. So let's pray to God that we will be seekers after of wisdom, that not, not, that not everything we know today is what everything we'll ever know, but let's pray. The Bible says that the wise man increaseth in knowledge. Let's pray that we will seek after God's wisdom, shall we pray? Father, we're asking in the name of Jesus that we'll be heeding the call of wisdom of God, because wisdom is calling and crying out, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So we're praying, we're asking, Lord. <laughs> That, Father, we will pay attention. Yes, we'll pay attention. We'll go. In the name of Jesus, devote our time, God, to seeking after your wisdom and your knowledge, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, to make us smarter. That, Father, we will not be renegades. That we will not fall by the side. In the name of Jesus, that you will lift us, that you will exalt us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. I will love you
0: to all my life. life. I will you have been blessed come join us for any of our services contact us on our social media handles at QFC Houston North